0: Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the 5'7 assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of a rainbow. Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. Get stuck. For those who heard the last bonus episode I released or follow me on Twitter, it should come as no surprise to you that I absolutely adore Leather Boulevard, an album created by Pink Sifu and Ali as B Kool-Aid, a record that did so much good to my spirit, helping me get through some really tough times this year. So I'm sure you can imagine how honored I feel to welcome Pink Sifu to the show today, to not only dive into the creation of this masterpiece, but also discuss what he's learned from legendary musicians from the past his chameleon-like versatility as an artist, and how he approaches collaboration. Along with insight into his brand new surprise album that just dropped a day ago on Halloween, It's Too Quiet, a collaborative record with Cincinnati's own Too Rich Benji, who also makes a special appearance towards the end of this conversation. So it goes without saying that you certainly do not want to miss this. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth artist interviews, album reviews, and general rap commentary on the best that the underground rap scene has to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. All right, Pink Sifu, how are you doing today? Yeah,
1: man, I'm chilling, man, running around here like a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah, you're, you you know, just came uh, out of a photo was, shoot. Yeah, we just finishing up um album art for the for the thing, for the, yeah, thing. For the thing. Yeah, yeah. something that album. I
0: think we'll hear more about if people want to keep yeah. listening. You might want to keep listening. I'll just say that. Um god, oh god. Before we get into all of that interesting new stuff, really, when I think about you, I feel like you're one of the most eclectic artists I can think of. And your records are just span so many different genres, so many different styles. You're really a Jack of all trades, but, but with a lot of artists, because you're not the only one who, you know, ventures in different, in different styles and things like that. But I find often artists who do that kind of lose their sense of identity while doing that. But with you, that just doesn't happen. So as someone who's, you know, worked in so many different styles, both across albums and within the same albums. How do you just, how do you do that without losing that distinct, authentic Sifu feeling while you're doing it?
1: I don't really know. Um, I really try to make sure the intention there all the time, you feel me? It's just like, I guess I'm just staying on the right mission and like not shying away from like who I am internally. So. I think that's all it is for real. Sure. It's all about just me just keeping, like, I don't know, keeping my authentic self in it, you know what I'm saying? Not not forgetting, like, what I'm doing this for, like, where I come from with this shit. Like, just really just, I feel like myself is in my music. So, like, no matter what sonic or what background it's in, it's going to always be that.
0: And And what's been, like, the driving force for you when you... Kind of approach an album and think about the kind of styles of music you want to lean into like what kind of inspires you to make a decision to uh for example really kind of dig into that punk aggro feel with with uh, the negro album
1: really is it's just what i'm feeling like like and like what's inspiring me um and kind of what i haven't done yet you know like that's mm-hmm. That kind of pushes what's to come. What I'm a fan of that I haven't necessarily oh, I ain't I ain't explored that yet. I like, I like exploring new shit that I'm a fan of already. So it's really all about that. Like I listen to a lot of music, or like I I'm a fan of a lot of different sounds. So I try to just I'm a fan of Ra. I'm a fan of Mad Live. I like I'm a big fan of them because I feel like they use their lifetime to really explore all the sonic. but so like, I'm kind of here to do the same thing in a sense.
0: Yeah, I find that you really don't shy away from any different from like any sounds. Really, it all kind of gets into that like seafood blender at some point or the other. It's it's oh god great.
1: that gumbo that gumbo yeah bro, that's what exactly I
0: <laughs> exactly and. You know, another trademark piece of your element of your music is that voice of yours. It's like really raspy. It can be very soothing, but also it can be into that like more aggressive uh, type style that you've used on, you know, that that feature on the Arm and Hammer album, which was crazy. My God, um, thank you. thank you. There's uh, Arm and
1: hammer and then my boys.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were just on the show last week. It Put was a uh, really good time. So there's really not any artists I can think of right now that use such a vast array of different like vocal registers and tones in your music as you do so what kind of pushed you to experiment with your voice in such a such a significant way throughout your career what do you find interesting about that
1: i mean i just like seeing i ain't took vocal lessons yet i'm trying to take vocal lessons so like definitely next year but i just like seeing i like using the instrument you know what I'm saying? We are instruments, especially as an artist, musician. So I just like seeing what this bitch can do for real and just like, I ain't gonna shy away from like, like I said, like the Sonics, like, all right, let's see what we can do with this sonic, let see what it can do over here. Like I, I just love tapping in with different, I'm blessed to be able to tap in with different musicians that, that allow me to like, that create, that can help me create the atmosphere and we just—it's—it's it's beautiful. My collaboration process right now with the musicians I work with and I produce with is amazing right now. So you hearing everything out of my brain right now? I'm able to kind of do what I was, what I'm thinking a little bit right now. So my shalay is blessed. It's blessed right now. Like I'm just—that's what—that's what, that's what motherfucker been hearing for the past like two years.
0: Yeah, I feel like you do. Yeah, definitely use your voice as an instrument because sometimes it's like. I think of the words you're saying, and sometimes I'm just thinking of, like, these textures that you're forming on, yeah. like, a, I'm thinking, like, Smile With Your Gold on uh Gumbo. It's, yeah. like, it's such a warm song with the the jazzy instrumental, and, like, that's yeah. what your voice does, is, like, just cuts across, like, this, like, cloudy haze. It's it's incredible.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. For...
0: Yeah, like, I think of Fly Sifu's and why I feel like you guys were such a great combo is because Anakin, like, Frank's just... Just straight razor sharp, like
1: he has the best bar.
0: voice. Best voice, and then and then you're just so different. It's like a cloud that envelops his really straight to the point style. It's just uh, I love the way you use your voice.
1: Nah, Frank, Frank is my ace, bro. That's my that's my twin for real. I love Frank. He got a lot of good things coming with Mutant Academy that motherfuckers is not ready for. So I, I've heard. I've shit. heard when I you're talked to him, he said.
0: Munich Academy is about to have their, like, next, second win. Yeah,
1: here. nigga. Yeah, nigga. It's about, it's about time. It's about time. Hindsight. I'ma probably die like this Step out fly bumping me and my bitch Tight fit Shoes all white Them forces But Nelly say It's for my day ones Niggas in A1s type shit Raise a light like air They pray worship shit Pour a toast For the guys in the moments Keep it real Living lies I'm all here all the time This shit hit to the time Still on the grind Hustle all on my mind Niggas stuck on the grind He did a bit Took his time To the chin No lie Giving that my nigga, fucks missing I'm cut different she felt different, grid's mixing, I'm still
0: and and so you know, in prepping for this interview, I when I was thinking of like your unique vocal style, I was reminded of the fact that you're a huge fan of D'Angelo and Erica Badu. Uh, and it clicked for me for the first time when I was reading that or hearing that in previous interviews. Is that you do use your way your voice in a way that's very reminiscent of a D'Angelo in particular. Like in the ways that he sang on Voodoo and Black Messiah and Badu, just in this like I don't even know how to describe it, but it's it's uh it's not always about the words, even though the words are strong. It's about just kind of like the feeling. Texture,
1: man. I learned that from niggas like D'Angelo, Kanye West. Like I learned that from like a few artists, Kid Cudi. Like it ain't really all about the James Brown, nigga. Like. I learned that about a lot of folks, like even Michael Jackson, like I was just telling, talking to the homie about like, how, to, how them breaths and accents, like a lot of niggas don't do that no more, like, I'm a fan of all of that shit, just like texture, so like, yeah, I, I love that, D'Angelo, he, I learned how to sing, trying to mimic D'Angelo, you feel me, Try to mimic D'Angelo and Prince, that's how I learned how to kind of try to do my thing, so like, you definitely gonna always hear that in me and Badu. She raised me. Her music raised me like, for real. Sure. like Badu and Jill Scott like literally raised the fuck out of me. Like I, it was the first Neo Soul songs I I knew the words too. Like so yeah Damn, you always gonna hear them niggas in my shit. <laughs> like for real. Like
0: yeah I feel like uh when I when I first heard a d'Angelo record I think it was voodoo like obviously I'm I'm young so I wasn't I wasn't listening to that thing when I was five but
1: I, I want to listen w- to Voodoo when it came out, but I was listening. I was a fan of Belly and I was a fan of Devil's Pie. Oh, and okay. I, I always run Devil's Pie back because of Belly. So yeah. and that's the thing. That's the thing with me, too. A lot of I found out about a lot of my favorite musicians and I found out about songs that really wasn't directly hip hop off of movies. Right. So like I would like I found out about the Pixies off of Fight Club. I found out about D'Angelo off of Belly. I found out about. Like, just, just movies was just, oh, shit, what the fuck is this song? Like, so, like, but I wasn't, I ain't going to cap, like, I was just to Voodoo when it came out. Mm-hmm. But when I moved to L.A., so many niggas in the beat scene was just kind of probably the same thing you doing. Before I even knew it, D'Angelo, they was like, yo, like, you be doing, because I was mimicking Prince and if you look at a lot of D'Angelo interviews, that nigga say the same thing. I was just mimicking Prince. But like I was mimicking Prince and niggas was like, yo, you kind of got a little D'Angelo vibe. And I was like, yo, I ain't really tapped in. D'Angelo, I only know devil pie. They like, nigga, you got to listen to voodoo. And I bumped. I went crazy when I moved to L.A. That's when I really got into D'Angelo, Slum Village. And then from the beat scene, Ganja Sufi. And like mm-hmm. all that shit, like flying low this hard. So like, so shout out. L.A. for really putting the whole beat scene, my design, I really like allude them like niggas just really just put me on to the whole shit. Rashid, like mm-hmm. I learned about some rock from rashi like wow. from a rashi mix. So like, like yeah, the L.A. scene really put me on so a whole like okay where I could do it like this. Bro. And I ain't know about yesterday's new quintet till I was at a, a, a one of my designs parties. Oh wow, because they was playing. Yesterday's they new set. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, yo, this Mad And I was like, but this jazz. So I was like, nigga, you don't know about quit And like I already knew about Mad and Quasi mm. but then I didn't know about his other aliases. And that's when I got, I was like, what he got, yeah. He got his new good set. Then he got this other DJ shit. He got, I was like, what the fuck? Now I got I just blown away. So like, yeah, shout out LA for sure. All right
0: yeah i feel like when i first heard d'angelo i i it was a kind of a similar experience to when i first heard you in that it took me a while to really like understand what you were doing because it yeah. just kind of shifted the paradigm of what i think was possible for you in this case in rap or anything around the kind of ecosystem of black music and i get yeah. that same feeling because just now you're one of my favorite artists and d'angelo voodoo that's probably my favorite album ever like of any genre ever.
1: Same like same. it's uh, because it, got, like, so it. Yeah, so like, got so many elements and yeah so much
0: subtlety, yeah yeah i hear the ganja sufi too and that raspiness in your voice like ganja ganja sufi. a master that.
1: that. that's that's my sensei for real bro like i learned so much from ganja sufi music
0: like, and, and moving outside of like the vocal voice as an, an instrument obviously you have some really interesting like lyrical content too in your music and i find the way you talk about you know socio-political issues is pretty multifaceted and i feel pretty authentic to you because the way you touch on these topics can be you know incredibly in your face but then where you know you're being like very combative and getting people riled up but then it can be very meditative at times too where it feels like the burden of these like kind of morbid thoughts are weighing on you very heavily and i can feel that as a listener that you're you're really like you're just you're really reckoning with what you're talking about and mm. i i wonder like What role would you like your music to play in the for the lives in the lives of people who, you know, are unfortunately affected by, you know, racism or classism and the American system that we have today?
2: I mean,
1: I want my music to just be the soundtrack to like what's going on. You know, I'm not not an activist, but I am a revolutionary um, artist and I support the revolution and I. I don't fuck with oppression at all on any level. It's it's been free Palestine. It's free T Gray. It's free all the nations that's like getting fucked over right now. Always been about that. I just I just don't want motherfuckers to just stand for shit, really. And I just wanna, you know, I'm not like the niggas that's like, like Negro, I was angry. You feel me? Like, like, yeah, I I I ain't never shot at a cop i ain't never shot at no pig i ain't never you know what i'm saying but i just don't want motherfuckers i just don't want to like i don't know like i feel like the holocaust and the slavery was just crazy because it was just like a few niggas got a group of niggas Mm -hmm. to just go anywhere and i just and in my music i just want to stop that train of thinking like i just like don't let a few niggas take a thousand niggas take out to some gas chamber or take out like when you listen to my music please be like yeah nah not me like you feel me like i
2: just like i like i
1: like like, that's that's kind of i just want to push that thought going niggas you feel me and just like that i want to be the soundtrack for that thought that thought process
0: yeah i mean you're speaking about the power of like thinking (laughs) and how words can have such power because like you said it wasn't like a whole millions of people just thought the Holocaust was a great idea. And like, yeah, it makes yeah. perfect sense. It was a few people that just were great at communicating propaganda. And it's scary. And like,
1: And it shifted and it, shift, it feared. And it had millions of niggas like listening to these few niggas that was able to do that. And I'm like, nah, nah, bro. Like, that can't happen anymore.
0: Yeah. And I think the way you do it again is just... Uh, I think because you tackle it in such so many different ways, I think it can be pretty digestible and maybe more so digestible to the average person than, than other music, because it's, you're giving, you're hitting for me from all angles. Some people respond to that combative shit. Some people respond to the really direct, like this is bad. And anybody who does this a bunch is a fucking piece of shit, but then other people kind of need it in a different way where you speak to the traumas and the hurt. And then they're like, damn, that, That does hurt. That would hurt me if I'm in that position. And I just love the way you kind of put it all in one kind of envelope.
1: It's like, fuck all that shit, bro. Like, the niggas is not here to be treated like this. So I'm just trying to push all that.
0: And, you know, you when I think as well about your music, another hallmark of it is the art of collaboration. And I think it's something that's really hard to master as an artist. And I've long held this belief and you actually mentioned him, which is interesting. I've long held the belief that you are the closest artist to Kanye in the sense of how impeccably skilled you are at incorporating other guests into music, particularly when it comes to using their vocals, which is something that you just mentioned. Kanye was a master of. And I feel you've proven that time and time again, no better you know, uh, example than Leather Boulevard. So talk to me about your approach to collaboration and how you seem to know where to place guests on a song to make them fit seamlessly
2: i mean
1: thank you for saying that bro first off my g I, honestly bro i'll praise the allah bro i'm just i just hear shit. i just hear shit, and i'm just like and i just i'm just blessed to have the people that could execute what's in my head so like i'm just yeah i don't i don't know i'm a fan of this shit bro i'm a nerd i stay up late as fuck secrets and shit like listening to shit so arranging shit so i don't know bro i can't i can't i just love i love sounds i love playing with sounds do
0: you do you find when you're um kind of like picking out uh who to reach out to to kind of do a certain part on a on a on a song like what what kind of qualities are you looking for out of that kind of collaborator? Is it just kind of like a like-minded view of music because you definitely have like a certain ecosystem of people that you frequently collaborate with so like what are you looking for in a collaborator i guess i can ask
1: really just someone who can get the job done Mm -hmm. and that's ready to lock in with me that could just lock in with me like i've been you feel me? Like my collaborators be knowing, like, all right, nigga, it's go time. I'm gonna be here for like a few hours or a couple of hours. Let's let's get it, like, just record, 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 like, just work. Like, you feel me? I work like one of them old school niggas. You gonna have to, you gonna have to roll up one more game. But like, uh, I work like one of them old school niggas. Like, nigga, we in this bitch like me, You feel me? Like, yeah, I mean, as gang, they'll tell you like, I'm, that just be my shit. Man.
0: Yeah, I mean, like speaking of collaboration, I mean the 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 last album you 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 dropped here is quite literally like a personal classic to me. I have to say, and I'm just gonna open up the topic of Leather Boulevard by. Thank uh, you,
1: thank you. Nah, Leather Boulevard is my baby.
0: Too. Man, that I have to say, like I need to thank you for that shit because I made a whole. I made a whole bonus episode about this a month ago, actually, which is basically was just detailing how this album on one hand, soundtracked the most happiest period of my entire life in a brand new relationship. So many blissful moments. It was really like constantly in rotation stamped that part of my life, but then a breakup happened and it took me a while to, to get back to this album because it reminded me so much of that time and it was painful, but when I when I finally did do it though post breakup and listen to it, I feel like the album did another thing for me. It kind of like helped me confront the loss that I was dealing with in a really direct way. It was very therapeutic, and I think that's all just due to the fact that this album was so rich in emotion. There's so much going on that I could latch onto to make me kind of feel something, and I just have to thank you for that because it it really had a real impact
1: on me. Thank you, bro. The fuck, man. Thank you, bro. That's, that's what niggas do this for, bro. Me and Ali really was in that bitch for a minute, bro. Five years really trying to get that shit right. So thank you for that ass.
0: Man, and and let's get into that, what you're trying to do. So like, <laughs> I, I really feel like you set a tone and an atmosphere that was so intoxicating. So what was the feeling you wanted listeners to, to take away from listening to, to Leather Boulevard?
1: I mean, with the Leather Boulevard shit, bro. Me and Ali just wanted it to be better than Brown, but also, like, me and Ali has been fucking elevating so crazy musically, like, playing keys, playing guitar, like, just, like, going crazy without the samples, so I just wanted to show, and, like, even me, like, I've been arranging with musicians, I've been, like, replaying samples, like, with musicians like we've been just cutting up so it's like i just wanted to show niggas that's where we was at musically but also i didn't want to shy away from what me and ali give with the feeling of be cool like like i feel like it's that neo soul rap shit it's like black star with d'angelo it's like it's like slum village and like the roots it's like it's like we give like that vibe right now and i just didn't want to shy away from that but i also wanted to give it yeah, fuck it. I want the roots set up. I want to like, all right, let's have some musicians in this bitch. Let's like get crazy. Let's. We started connecting. I started connecting with DJ Harrison, and I was like, fuck it. Let's. We we a big fan of Butcher Brown. Like Ali's been a fan of them longer than me, so that that just made sense. And it was like they already love Ali's beats, so it was just like duh. So it was like everything just aligned perfectly. But through that five years. We was just, where are we going with it? Where are we going with the sound, blah, blah, blah. And then it clicked after Gumbo, after I clicked, after I linked with DJ Harrison and, and Butcher Brown, that's when we was like, nigga, all right, we found it. So it was just, we just wanted to just give you something that was better than the last shit. And, and like, and Brown is still a classic. and It's nothing better than anything, but just give you, we more mature now. I got babies now. We've been through hella shit now. So it's just, we just wanted to give you some more mature, like an elevated an elevated version of what we get.
0: I mean, I think that the elevation and the maturity was there. Like, I'm thinking of track like Sound Good because one, it's an amazing song, but it, it was really mature because going back to how I was saying my experience with the album, when I listened to it, you know, when it dropped, I was in this great, happy mood. That song felt like, fun and like playful and like cocky but still classy and shit but then when i listened to it in a more negative space it felt like the same thing except it felt like you were longing it felt like you were you're like hoping something happens but it doesn't it kind of yeah. seemed darker and i was like how did the same song make me feel like two different things like this is crazy like
1: that's that timeless shit i love yeah I
0: love yeah love and, it. and and what what inspired you in particular to want to hone in though on this like romantic black utopia of an album like with
1: leather boulevard
0: the whole concept
1: i mean just because let just because be kool-aid in general we just we just always pushing black love you feel me we always pushing just like the idea of just like black power and just like black fantasies you feel me like so it's just that's just in us in our music or like what I what all these beats inspire me to write about. You feel me? Like so it's just that's just in us. So yeah, we just had, to we just want to mature it up, you feel me? Like but that's just in us so. though. Like even from Brown syrup, we've been doing that. So. We love we love women. Shout out black women, shout out pussy. <laughs> so yeah, always <laughs> shout out pussy. The right pussy though. No, the wrong pussy gets killed. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs>
1: just, oh, that's great advice, It's very true. the the
0: and you know you talked to past interviews. you mentioned him already prince you know he's been a huge influence on you uh-huh. and i think uh-huh. you i think you spoke about him in relation to the way he represented romance and sex in music and uh yeah. i also really appreciate that about your music in that you know you and as you were what you were saying about prince to finish that thought uh-huh. was that he was saying you were saying that he could be very masculine, yet also very simultaneously soft in the way he expressed his like emotions. And I found that's really interesting and something that I like about Leather Boulevard, which is that I don't personally feel like I'm always that guy who's the big macho man. Like I like the tender love shit and the quote-unquote soft type of vibe when it comes to romance. And I feel like your music and this album in particular was inviting to someone like me, I, I didn't feel alienated. I felt like it kind of like appeals to like a broad spectrum of general love. And how so how important is that to represent love in that sort of way?
1: I mean. It's super important, bro, because it's like you just we just trying to show you all the aspects of what's going on, like in real life, like you said, everybody not like this certain thing bro so we just showing you what we regular is all the time so it's like it's important to just show who you are like your true identity
0: okay. yeah yeah i feel like sometimes rap definitely has a a tendency to kind of appeal to one note to like the that quote unquote alpha male even though i hate that word but that alpha male shit where you know it can get kind of tiring sometimes
1: exactly bro like like but we ain't we ain't acting we ain't yeah. acting bro we trying to show you the real
0: and so you speak about ali i want to kind of just understand in more detail like what makes him special as a producer because my god the way what he did with texture and soul in these beats is like on another planet
2: he's the
1: best ali is what all these producers i feel like want to be like in a sense When you like Talking about some who understands the old hip hop shit, understands where this shit's going, understand the trap shit, understands neo. So Ali understands all the aspects of it, bro, and he don't shy away from none of it. So it's just, I love that nigga, bro, and he's just so musically, just organically, authentically. Him, he's like, like I mean, what he does with drums is crazy. Oh. So it's just, he's just, he's just. Crazy, bro. Ali—he's one of my favorite producers. Like through it all, whatever genre we in, you feel me? I, I like, it. and I learned through through Leather Boulevard that whatever album, whatever Sonic album I work on, I, I want Ali present. Cause what he's able to do with just ideas and just to bounce off of is just beautiful. He's just a perfect producer. Like he's really my ace. Like he's really my ace. Like we locked in for life.
0: I I couldn't say more like the drums with like Brandy and Aaliyah. Brandy, Aaliyah he's, just, that, he's
1: just different, bro. Yeah. He's just different. Like, even with flips and he's just he just understands, bro. He just understands how to complete an album. Like, he's just the perfect nigga for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last thing I want to ask about this record before we move on to something special here or something other, another thing that's special other than Leather yeah. Boulevard is like, how did you how did you get how are the guest vocalists and producers involved in recording Leather Boulevard? Because there's so many. Like, was it a big studio session one day or two days jam session type thing, and you worked from that?
1: No, it was it was a lot of sessions and like ideas laid. And then I would just have sessions to just record backup vocals and just direct and arrange that with with, with like all the backup singers. And-
0: so you were really the leader of the, the arrangements when it comes to the like the, the guests and the vocals.
1: Pretty much like, but also like we was bouncing ideas off of each other too. Like it was, but yeah, yeah, pretty much like they was just listening to whatever ideas I had for real and, and they was just lending whatever ideas they had too. you see me? I mean? We was just vibing, really just vibing. Like, so it was, so that's when, again, like bless them for really just seeing my vision and not like they. Yeah, it's just every every collaboration on Leather Boulevard was just easy.
0: I mean, it felt easy because I feel like you put in the work to 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 kind of make this environment where everybody knows what they're contributing is going to exactly. be treated with care. You know,
1: exactly, exactly. So that's yeah. that was the whole energy, but beyond, it. like everybody knew we was coming back to a Kool Aid project, so they knew, like, all right got you like so and they gave that energy i appreciate them for that it sound like it. you feel me it sound like it. We, we spent time and we was very particular and intent and sensitive on what we did
0: and you were selfless too because like i'm thinking of that track uh the one that's lives kind of like the short track it's pretty much live singing like yeah that's one of my favorite songs and that's a that's song that I, I play for other song. people they're like yo that sounds great and i'm like yeah you just let her take
1: the wheel Live one of my favorite artists. Like live the Liv is literally the goat. Like live Liv for real. Like Liv is the the prince, the the one that everyone like wants to be. Liv is I look at Live like that. Like I wanna be like Live, like awesome, like how she's able to just be in there and just churn out some shit low-key by herself sometimes and just even if she get an idea to somebody like Liv is. A leader and all of that, and she's able to with her voice. She's crazy. So like, oh. yeah, yeah. Why, why not give live that? And then she laid that down. She laid it down. It was Ali and Live, and I was like, nigga, I ain't got nothing to do on this Somebody just do a little bit on the background. and I got you. Like that's it. Like you, you lace that. Like, what? like
0: yeah, she's cr- she, she's 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 just incredible. I'm a firm
1: believer in when something's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. Don't don't do nothing. Don't do nothing with it.
0: Yeah, like that track Been Living from her from back like a few years ago. That's a song that I can play. I think I played for 30 people. Absolutely all 30 of them will say and have said, oh, that's like the that song's incredible. They don't need to ha- be oh, a fan God. of anything. It's undeniable. Oh, God.
1: Oh, that's up, man.
0: So, yeah. Uh, now, I'm. let's get into the new album. So, do you want to bring him on?
1: Hell yeah, I want to bring him up. Oh, hold on. We're about to. About tapping with my boy once, huh? About
0: tapping with my boy too rich Benji
2: once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good? What's going on, brother? How you be?
0: I'm good, man. Happy to have you here. I'm glad this all kind of worked out. Um,
2: yeah, man. Thank you, man. I'm blessed to be here for sure.
0: So focusing on the present now, we've been talking with Pink Sifu, really getting into what he does as an artist. But for those that are watching on video, may notice that's not Sifu on the camera. And that's because that is Too Rich Benji. And he is here because he has about to. And when you read the, when you listen to this, the album will be out. They're dropping a surprise album on Halloween titled It's Too Quiet. And that's a collaboration between Pink Sifu and Too Rich Benji, who's in front of us today on the show. Super excited to have you on. How are you doing today? Yes.
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for one, man. I'm blessed. I'm just blessed to be here. Blessed to be able to be rapping doing shit with the gang excited about this new project you know and everything else coming forth so, I mean,
0: yeah you've been you've been on a you're getting on people's radars these days and you know before we get into the album in more depth i want to delve into your work a bit more first so you know one thing i really like about you is you just got a very expressive versatile delivery in terms of how you rap and kind of sing rap you know and you do play in the realm of trap music, but it just all feels very eccentric. That's kind of the word I'd, I'd pick. So, you know, who are some of your main influences that informed your kind of style of music that you like to make?
2: Well, see, it's crazy because like, I really I truly started out like in the like hip hop community as a dancer. Big influences were like, like James Brown, Michael Jackson. Visually and sonically and, like, through fashion and stuff. So, like, all that combined to, like, now with my music. And me being from the Midwest, too. Like, I'm big on autotune and I'm real. I praise Roger Trout, man. Zap Band, you feel me? They from Dayton. And I'm from Cincinnati. So, that shit right up the road. So, when I think, when you think about real funk music and coming from the Midwest for real, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm embodying that and really carrying that shit. You know what I'm saying, and like owning it, and like mm. owning our sound, because people would be like the Midwest. What's the Midwest sound? And it's like it's that. You feel me? You hear auto and shit like that everywhere else, but it's like that's our shit. So that's how I look at it. You know I me? Mean?
0: For me, yeah, yeah. And I think that that popped off on some of the the features that you had on Gumbo, which I think really like really stole the show a lot of times on like Bravo in particular. But I uh, also had the chance to listen to your last EP from. Uh, uh, 2022 ultrasound. Uh, and what was interesting is when I first listened to it front to back, I didn't have like a prior context of like, you know, like what would the singles, what was the song that was the most popular whatever. But even without that context, when I finished the album, I was like, Oh, Gucci slide is, is, is fucking, that's gotta be a single. Like that immediately heard it. And I already had the melody in my head running it back. I just feel like one thing i noticed really quickly with you is that you have a real knack for songwriting uh that kind of just makes the music really catchy pretty instantly
2: said once again like being big on performing to me i feel like i uh i look at crowd reaction and i kind of understand that you know what i'm saying i'm big on like lullabies and shit like that's how i look at my music and listen to my shit you know what i'm saying i'm like I'm trying to just hum it, memorize it, feel it, you know, make music for people that don't even probably understand the language. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and sometimes I'm not necessarily trying to do that, but, you know, I think that's just how I resonate with music, even personally. So, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no, and I think you uh, just generally with that project, like what were what were the kind of musical ideas were you that you were trying to explore with it?
2: I don't know. I feel like I feel like when me and bro start collabing a lot more, like during like gumbo era for him, he just start opening up to different like sounds. Like you said earlier, I was kind of got like a trap sound. I mm-hmm. think I was coming from that time. I started dipping into more like hip-hop neo. So he was like dipping into more like trap beats and shit. And uh I think like this project is like a, a big combination of all those energies, like actually like fully, fully. Developed, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah.
0: And what, what drew you and Sifu together?
2: Well, really, like Cincinnati history for one, you know, me being from Cincinnati and he, he from Alabama, but you know, grew up in Cincinnati. So, the collective GK fam, we kind of all like through school and high school and music and shit, all were connected. But me and Sifu didn't really link and get connected to, like, shit, like, 2015, 16, like, yeah. kind of, like, we knew each other through the internet and, like, through, like, the dance world and shit, like, by names and shit, but, like, we had never met, and, um, I don't know, like, we finally linked through the internet, and then we started doing music in, like, 2020, some shit like that, and, uh. Yeah, it took a minute, because I, I had left to move to LA, too,
1: and then when I had came back, I had came back one trip, and then my nigga Swoody from fam. My nigga Sweetie Mac, shout out Sweetie He was oh, playing, so. he was playing Alien, to rich, one of two EPs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was playing Tesla, and I was like, like, nigga, like look up that shit if y'all ain't heard that shit. But like that shit slap, and then he was just playing that shit while he was driving me home. And I was like, nigga, I was like, who this shit is? Like this two rich? Like, yeah, this two rich. Bro. I was like. Stop it. And I did text that nigga. I feel like that night I was like, bro, you going crazy. This this And then we just like linked a little bit after that too. Cause I had just been back home. Like I ain't really come home a lot when I was in LA. Because I was mm-hmm. trying to make a shake in LA for real. So it was like when I came home and just see what what niggas was on and shit. I was like, even with my nigga Devin, I like, shut up, my nigga Devin Burgess, up, Keisha. Like, I like came back and I was like, Oh, my nigga, Devin going crazy on the beach. I was like, all right, like let me. I just tapped in back with my folks and shit, like on my day one. So, like, that was really what that was, too. It was like, oh shit, damn, my nigga, too, it's going crazy. I think I got a track and blah, blah, blah. And it ended yeah. up being like, and ended up turning the busting for real, like, after a while. So, it was just like that.
2: Shotty in the wind, then I see for way band Nigga, all I know is win Nigga, win, 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 win Shit, they bad, baby, dead, 50-20-10-10 Fucking no seeds, no glen Yelling
1: songs from the stand I'ma run down, I'ma hit you back when I can I want you to flip that, then bring it back, then flip that again Them other hoes, it's all shit, cut that not done like you can Two crowds, we two time, and the jet lag in the back
0: Yeah, and and let's now I think get into this new album. And the reason why you guys are together today is that you're you're shooting uh some photos for the new record. And as a Sorry. you know a sneak peek inside the the curtain for a second for the people listening, you guys sent me this project about five out like six hours ago. So I've listened to it like twice, <laughs> and I have to say it was particularly a hard album to digest. Not because it was difficult to listen to, but because it's hard to really box in like what the kind of style of music like I do feel for sure trap rap is like a fundamental sound but there's a it's very liquid to me you know it's a lot yes. of different kind of influences just kind of like coming in and out wash over there's a lot of beat switches and outros too that keep things pretty fresh so what kind of could you just elaborate on the kind of ex- musical experience you were looking to create with with such an eclectic project like this
1: um niggas just wanted to just shake up shit. For real, for real. Niggas just was like, you know, we was just sitting around, had a had a few ideas floating. Then we was just like, yeah, let's shake some shit up. So like musically, like, think like beautiful chaos. Like for real, we just wanted to just, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of just amp you up, get you hyped. Like, you know what I'm saying? Gets you ready for some or be the party that gets you turned. You feel me? I think we just wanted I that's technically that's kind of how I was coming at it for real. Like I ain't really have a like how I was like, oh yeah, let the boulevard this so much shit, like blah, blah, blah. And like gumbo, like a mixture, all that blah blah. blah, blah like, yeah, this is a mixture of a hella sounds. But it's also like very amp and fun based. Mm. So like we was having a lot of fun making this shit. So it's just definitely that's what yeah, that's what you're gonna hear. Like yeah. for like,
2: Yeah, it's translating. It's definitely translating the vibe is translating through them speakers. And hopefully, you know, that's that's what we trying to give off. Cause that's all it really was, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, no real thought out plan, like trying to do nothing crazy. It was just like, you feel me? Let's do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's just do this like let's do this shit shake it up one time you feel like and it's really just the introduction also with the gang on like with gk fam on like the sound we bring it so it was just like sure. definitely it was just like a soundscape of like how we want to just so who, yeah
0: who are some of the the producers because the only ones that i can recognize obviously are the ones right now that are like have the tag like tony seltzer i know's on i know's on here harry fraud yeah what, who are the some of the collaborators and producers on this record
1: we got uh, Conquest Tony Burson. We got Keisha. We got Paulo Rome. We got uh, Mellow X. We got Poise. We got Jacob Rochester. We got Groove. We got Suave.
0: And you got Big we Rube. Got, Another fucking got, Big I'll, Rube yeah, introduction. Wow. Got
1: out little Damien from DC. He produced that one. Um Lance Skywalker. Lance Skywalker, Skywalker. Yeah, we got Lance Skywalker. we oh, got
0: Lance Skywalker. I swear I thought yes, I sure. like is he producing or doing vocals? He produced, he produced
1: one on here too. He okay. produced it. And then we got uh DJ Harrison helped us on some shit. A lot of shit really. Um high tech. High tech um, from Detroit. So crazy. Yeah, I might I might be bailing out on a couple or I might I might have hit everybody. Michael White. We got fucking Michael White in this bitch. (laughs) Michael White produced Bussin so we had to double that.
0: Yeah, you know, speaking of Gumbo, like it it felt like you guys kind of took a it feels like you took a few of the ingredients of Gumbo and then kind of zeroed in on that. So on, on It's Too Quiet because, you know, just when I think the album is going to sound like one thing, like particularly in the middle portion around like Nine, 10, 11, 12, those tracks where I think the, the energy level
1: is the highest. Shout out my boy Nate from France, my tour manager. Nate, I love you. He produced a couple on it. Oh wow. Um but that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just when you that's that's the surprise factor. That's the GK fam element. For real, for real. Like that. But that's also the gumbo, just just in just like gumbo's terms of just mixing shit up. Like that's just that's just what you're going to get. Like, I, I love mixing it up. I love like shit smacking you when you not least expected. Like for it, I feel like that's what this album is. Like, did nobody know I was coming out with an album? I damn sure. I damn near didn't even know I was coming out with an album. That's just what the universe said, nigga. I was like, nigga, you putting out an album on Halloween. So I was like, I bet. Like, shit, but, I bet. Like,
2: like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and i i like that's what you're saying because like i think the album's gonna be one thing and then it ends with these like very murkier, kind of hypnotizing tracks like uptown and what i became which sound amazing yeah. but they feel like a come down almost after like r.i.p britney murphy which yeah. by the way that's probably my favorite track like currently again on two listens conquest beat <laughs> yeah. and and yo too rich, that 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 bar you had about clifford harris rubber band that <laughs> rubber band man Oh, that shit was crazy. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Looking, man. You hurt, you hurt.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, man. I love
0: that, and and I just think the energy is so fun, as you said, and and you guys are doing so much. Like, why do you feel you two do have such a great chemistry together as artists? Uh,
1: man, that's just my nigga, bro. Like, we yeah. really, I, I it's just been like that. Like, yeah. you about to see like just the whole gang, like with peso. With Quest, with everybody, like we really just like we trust each other's sounds. Yeah, bro. don't got it.
2: You feel me? He don't got it. You feel me?
1: And it's like niggas. Like I started my sound with these niggas for real. Like I started really rapping with these niggas. Like, like my GK fam niggas. And like I started really. I just got a lot of my flavor, my own personal flavor, experimenting with these niggas. So it's just like. You you getting that? You getting day one shit? You feel me? So that's just chemistry. You feel me? Like it's just organic. Like yeah. you can't even can't 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 copy this. Yeah. Like can't buy this shit. Yeah, yeah. But, but it is for sale though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What like
0: what inspired you to linking up though on an entire project? Because that's not necessarily always the next step for some people who work together well
1: yeah i mean you know what i'm saying we ain't dead yet so like why why not you feel me like it's it's quiet out here bro so we just wanted to shake some up you feel yeah is me? that is
0: that the name meaning of the the title like it's too quiet like we gotta it, something someone's gotta do something
1: Nobody Nobody gotta do something. i <laughs> <laughs> gotta, do some. gotta do some, Get boring. like just out here just what I'm trying to give you that you feel like that's it's that's fun. really that it's just, like
2: it's fun love it all but it's definitely too quiet
1: yeah we just yeah. you know but
2: I, but i but like
1: it's also being inspired by shit. like it's like yeah yeah that's the shit i'm talking yeah. about like i feel like the only thing that made me kind of feel like that was like live album like mm. paris texas album like and not even just because they screaming on the shit, but just because, like like you said, I don't know what the fuck coming next. You feel me? Like, it's like, and you not know, like, I just, not saying every album got to sound like that, but goddamn, bro. Like, I'm if I know what your next shit about to sound like, if I know what your next five songs about to sound like on I mean, your album, do I really, should I really listen to it? So it's yeah. just like, that's, that's just what I, you feel me? Like, that's. That's also, like, the inspiration we had going in this shit. Like, nigga, let's fuck, let's fuck it up, bro. Let's fuck up some... Let's push the culture forward, you feel? Right.
0: Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I just love the energy you guys breathed into these kind of beats. It, felt, it almost feels like you guys just, like, were a vacuum, like, inhaling all these other sounds and just... But, like, you know, putting it into your own special sauce, and it came out so kind of... Yeah, there's some songs here that I just don't think I've heard, like... Like, I don't think I've heard a track like those last two that I mentioned, uh R.I.P. Brittany Murphy and then like what I became yeah. like. That's just strange, but in not in a way that's like <laughs> experimental in the way that people think of that term, like it's just a strange yeah. but really fun. Yeah. All of it's really. Yeah. fun. Nah, yeah. So a lot of soul, bro. that's for sure. A lot of soul, too.
1: Thank you, thank bro. You. Are we some soul artists, bro. Yeah, literally. Like for real. Yeah, man. Thank you for Thank, thank you for, for that. Catching. Thank you for that. I mean, yeah. I can't wait for niggas to hear this shit. My nigga 2 went crazy on this shit. Yeah. Motherfuckers like, Yeah, fuck, I mean, this shit, this shit coming out. <laughs> 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 this shit, we've been working on this shit for like a few months, couple months, so it's like, yeah.
0: No, I appreciate you tapping in to 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 set this up because I'm, I'm, I've already was just a big fan of what you're doing and, uh, you know, too rich. I'm definitely going to be um, this got me for sure just tapped in. Like if it wasn't ultrasound, is this like you really showed out and I'm just really excited to see what you guys do next. Is there anything you want to shout out in addition to the, the new record or anything else to know about it before we wrap this um, up?
1: You know, shout out Dynamite Hill, GKFM, um, GKFA Baby, um, Fun Shui, Boy Band, Amtrak, the whole thing. Oh uh, goddamn, tourist Benji, goddamn fucking anything this nigga make with his hands, tap in, yeah, man. This, like
2: fashion man. designer, all that. Get with me. Get, yeah, get you got a
0: nice. Boys. I saw one of your interviews. You got a pretty nice sense of fashion. Like you guys definitely oh. link up. Like like you got you align with the fashion for sure.
1: Come so on, bro, yeah, that's you, my man. baby right here. Thank so you. yeah, that's that's it though. Watch out for 2024. So we coming like Kobe. Like so, like yeah. yeah, just just watch out. Like, it's definitely gonna be one of the ones. So yeah,
0: yeah, and and just thanks again for coming on the show, both of you. uh Just I'm very just excited to you know sink my teeth into this, and I appreciate the time. I know it was a, you guys are really busy, so thanks
1: so much. Right, it's so crazy. I fuck. I gotta go DJ. So thank you. So I, <laughs> big love, my G, for real. We about to do this. Big love, though, for real, my guy.
0: Yeah. All right. all right, peace
2: thanks. out, guys, Good. man. Take Thank care. You, oh, I take a walk to your garden. The be the best time. The
1: hit me this morning. You know it's better on the south side.
2: Same nigga still on the counter. You know the money hit it hard time. Your mama good,
1: yeah say your take it. you don't know stay on bullshit. crazy that's my nigga. That's still, that's still.
0: so there we have it another episode of the rap music plug podcast presented by qlc TV I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new rap music plug podcast, Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website, and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on YouTube and Spotify as well. But that's enough self-promotion for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Peace.